Welcome back. Buzz, buzz, buzz. It's Daily DVR Does Yellow Jackets. We're here to talk about Season 2, Episode 2, Edible Complex. You can find out more about us at dvrpodcast.com. You can also become a patron. And we have a brand new patron just today. Her name is Emily. So, Emily, thank you. We don't know if you come to us from uh, Mine Hunter or what are some of the other things we covered? I always forget. Some of the people here. Game G- of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Gina Yellow and I jackets. did impeachment. <laughs> Jenny and I did uh, Big Little Lies, right? Um, Long time ago, yeah. yeah. We people even talked s- about The Circle and Love is Blind. Yeah, tons <laughs> of stuff. So, thank you, Emily. We don't know. Maybe it's the new rabbit hole that we're covering. People have been getting into that. I think the third episode was kind of an awesome episode. But uh, check that out to patreon.com slash DVR. But as I said, today we're here to talk about Yellow Jackets. With me is Jenny, Gina, Andy, Heath, and Trey. We got six people on the pod. It's a massive endeavor. It's a free-for-all in the ring. It's a cage match. (laughs) Whichever one of us talks the least, we eat at the end of the podcast. (laughs) And you have to be a patron to get that video. Yes. Um, (laughs) Exclusive. So we haven't heard from Trey and Heath. So I'm going to ask them first off what they thought of the first episode, what they thought of this episode. So let's start with Trey. It's great to have you back. Give us your thoughts, theories, anything you want to talk about. Let's get into it. Hi, uh, great to be back. Uh, I did not love the first episode, and it actually had me very worried about the quality of this whole season. Um, I thought that some of the scenes were like too on the nose. Uh, Gina talked about this last week, but like the Misty Crystal interaction, I was like, this is so weird. People don't talk this way. I'm like, why have we never seen this like weird singing girl before, you know, like little things like that. I felt like they leaned too much into humor and it wasn't scary enough. And then the cult didn't seem like once we got to meet the cult, I was like, Oh, they're harmless weirdos. Like there's nothing scary here. But then this episode, episode two, first of all, I totally had THC for the first time in years before I watched it. And there are so many scary bits that I really regretted that decision. (laughs) So now I have very high hopes for the rest of the season because I thought episode two was like really, really good and introduced like more of the fear, threat, horror element back into the show. Very cool. I think solo. I'm going to ask you yeah. what you think. And it's not, we talked a little last night. You have a little bit of the same kind of feeling happening. Well, I, a lot has happened since we last talked about rabbit hole, Axel. Um, but yeah, no, no, it's yellow I, jackets today. Solo. Oh, 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 <laughs> I went down the rabbit hole and thought we were doing mayor of Kingstown. Um, yeah, no, uh, no, I meant like since last night, since we talked about rabbit hole, I was making a thing that in 12 hours, my mind changed already. That was the joke that f- didn't work. Yeah, no, the first episode, I was psyched for it to come back. I was psyched to get back into it with the characters. And I I was, I don't know if my expectations were super high, but then I realized, okay, we just got to kind of get back into it, you know, get caught up, get reacquainted, 
because it's been a while. And then when I f- watched this, the second episode, the first time through, I, I, I felt weird. I felt like, are we, where's this show going? Or have they overdone it in season one? And then season two is going to be, uh, I don't know. But, but to be honest, I rewatched it again. I listened to some pods. I actually really liked this episode. And I think like to go with Trey's point about the cult, I was disappointed too, but I think it's what Lottie wants Natalie to see. And I think as this season evolves, where our minds are going to change. And I think it's going to be more uh, sinister and there's a lot of darkness to it. That's just not on the forefront. So that's what I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this show, I'm going to let it breathe and let it, let it trick us or get deeper. And then we, we see really what's going on because watching it a second time, I got that feeling that there's more to this cult than they're, than they're showing. I like it. I like it. What do you think, Jenny? So uh, going off of kind of what Heath was saying, when I first watched this episode and I had posted in our uh, group page the um, on Facebook about it when I think James had made a post and I had said something about the, I felt like the first two thirds of this episode was kind of recapping the stuff that we talked about last week. Um, for me anyway, because it was just like the stuff we had basically predicted and it was like, okay. And then at the end, the, the feast scene and with uh, um, Thaisa and Simone in the car, which I predicted that. <laughs> Not really that exactly, <laughs> but actually I was said pretty that, sure, <laughs> I was pretty sure that that was what was going yep. to be occurring, that there would be something putting Simone's life in danger. So um, I did... So going to do my rewatch on Monday, I was like kind of dreading it. And I think it was because I didn't love the episode, even though there were parts about it that I really liked. Um, So when I sat down to do it, it was fine. But it was like, I just couldn't like, I had to like push myself to do it right after I got home. And I still put it off for like a half an hour. But then once I sat down to do it, I was enjoying it and I didn't mind doing it at all, but it kind of felt a little more like work this week. <laughs> mm. What What did you think, Ando? Well, I, I like this one yet. I mean, I don't, I think I like last week a little bit better, but I liked that it's, I think I mentioned it last week a little bit. I thought they were veering into Twin Peaks land a little bit. And I think this one leaned even heavier into some of the Twin Peaks stuff. I'll, I can talk about that later when we get into the episode, but I ended up liking it. I, I didn't love it, but I like that. I think they're setting things up pretty and going into some interesting directions. Um, the, <laughs> I watched it twice. The second time I watched it, I had to break it up into chunks because of the last like 10 minutes, I had to just kind of, I watched it super late last night and I just didn't feel like watching that last 10 minutes right before I went to bed again. Cause that is <laughs> man, true horror veering directly into horror, which instead of just kind of hinting at it. So that was, I think, it, I mean, we all knew it was going there, but to actually see it put into screen is a totally different experience. So, so yeah, I am, I'm really looking forward to talking with my intentional community here about the rest of this episode. Well, last but not least, the most intentional of our intentional community, Gina, what did you think? I mean, there were things about the episode I liked, but there are things about this season I already just really don't care for. I hate Callie. 
And I don't like where the whole Shauna thing's going. I think it's like so predictable that she's going to be looked at for this murder. Like it's just, I don't know. She needs to get out of there and away from her family because I think they're both kind of lame asses um, this season. I think Jeff's just going to continue to get more annoying as well. Um, And then I just think Lottie, I don't know. There's something about adult Lottie. I mean, her story was completely full of shit about um the whole travis thing and i think it's very strange how i mean she's really taken on the power of a cult leader and thinks she's very special and i feel like there are a lot of similarities between her and adult taisa kind of as we continue to get into this um even the way they sound sometimes it's almost like you can hear Thaisa saying the stuff Lottie says and vice versa and maybe that's intentional i don't know but but adult Lottie annoys me and uh and young Callie really annoys me <laughs> you should not watch the night agent then because she is just annoying for like 3 episodes in a row but she's really good at it she just has that face she does. I, I mean, I don't know. You know, people are cast for their look. She just kind of looks like she's just ready to like start crying all the time. Like, ah! kind anyway. of the perpetual emotional teenager. Yes, <laughs> yes. Kind of um, like Andy. Uh, oh no, I'm a, I'm more of an emotional toddler. Heath, not a not a teenager. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm an infant. So, <laughs> but um, I mean, I think it sounds to me like the cult. And Lottie seem to be at the core of a lot of our kind of complaints about what's happening yet. I'm kind of feeling like I'm in the camp of giving them the time to develop it because the, the first episode, first couple episodes of the season too took time for things to happen. And uh, of the first season, I mean, and I'm kind of in on that. I'm still hoping that there's something magical under that tree. I want there to be like a secret people or something else happening. But the thing you mentioned, Gina, and I think Jenny said it too, about Thaisa and uh, Lottie being like two sides of the same coin. Last week, we talked a little bit about maybe one is like the light and the dark and I think Andy said, no, they're just, it's all dark, like the dark side of the moon. Mm. I hear that voice. But I kind of feel that way, that maybe they're, maybe there's a team up instead of you know uh, what? going against each other. Axel, I think you're on to something because if you notice, like we were thinking Thaisa when she's, she's acting the way she does, the dark, real dark, dark side of her uh, is when she's sleeping or whatever. But in the car, you, she was awake and her face turned like this. Did you mean... see it in the mirror before that, Heath? Because it happened oh, another yes. time in the episode. You're yes. right. You're right. That's when mirror. it first came out. And I think it That's was totally right. alter Thaisa from that moment on. Yeah, I think I think you might be right. And, and but but that one in the car, it just was like I really that one really hit me. And then she just, you know, crashes the car. So I'm wondering. I don't know. I, I have a feeling we. We start to like these survivors, uh, but I think both Shauna and Thaisa, I mean, we'll get into Shauna, but there's some darkness there that is really going to start coming out, I think. That uh, thing with um, 
Thaisa and the Mirror. That was my first uh, one of the big Twin Peaks callbacks that I have. I think that's a direct reference to. If, I'm assuming everybody has seen it, but there's a very famous scene with Agent Cooper staring into a mirror. I mean, and he sees Bob, this evil forest dwelling spirit, which we also kind of see in this episode. I'm I'm wondering if. And we've seen a couple different forest spirits over. I mean, the the one we only saw in the cabin. So I, I'm wondering if it's. I still think some of that. There's, I think there is some type of two forces colliding against each other, and I'm not sure which side is good and which side isn't. I mean, the man with no eyes that Thaisa has seen three or four times now, is he, I don't know if he's her or is he trying to lead her off that cliff to kill her, to save other people? Is he I, – I, I, what do you guys think about the man with no eyes? I think he is death. Like, he's like a kind of grim reaper because okay. her grandmother saw him when she was about to pass. Mm-hmm. And I think, but the I other don't time- know. I feel like he's latched on to their family for some reason. Like I think maybe Manny is able to see him because they don't really clear up like mm. the parentage because obviously Simone and Taisa are two women with a kid. But I would assume that he's only biologically related to Taisa, and that's why he has like the kind of shining Stephen King ability. And I feel like this death like grim reaper man with no eyes is like latched on to their family for some reason because doesn't he doesn't the kid draw one of his drawings on the window is yes. doesn't the man with no yes. eyes there too yeah and then i think the other time that we see him is at the press conference and i did did some digging when she when she talks about resigning the first time and she decides screw it i'm going to keep running and i think that's right around the same time that the puppy dies i don't know if that's oh. exactly the same time but it could be that because I, I I had thought I about think that. The dog was thing already too, but... missing then, but okay. So I think yeah. that that happened. The dog went missing before she won the election and the press conference. Well, I guess that was after she or before she got the election, wasn't it? Thinking back, sorry. I, I think it was right I around that same time. I think the puppy time. was missing yeah. though. We don't know if he was dead yet, but likely. Yeah. The thing that's odd, though, is in this episode, we see it try to basically kill Thaisa by leading her off that cliff in mm-hmm. a in a sleepwalking thing. So I'm almost wondering is, yes, maybe he's tied to her, but is there something else in Thaisa that's more evil than death? And I think this is where some of that Lottie versus Thaisa might come in, like you know um i don't know there's some there are definitely forces at play and it's like what side is death on because at first he seemed to want to get rid of taisa but now he seems to be encouraging her i don't know yeah yeah the the trickster right Mm -hmm. that is kind of a mythological archetype yeah of like the devilish trickster and I do think Shauna somehow is like the third component to this. Like we've been talking a lot about Lottie and Taisa, but there was this moment when after they were both looking at Jackie's body burning and Lottie comes up on one side of Shauna and Taisa comes up on the other. And it makes me kind of wonder, like, is she the one that's going to be able to like balance the forces forces or is she like the third element and like missing component? Do they make a triangle? I don't know, but I do think there's probably some type of bigger role that we're going to see from Shonda that has yet to be revealed. The mother, the daughter. Yeah. And I wonder too. Oh, sorry. Solo. Amen. Oh no, it's okay. (laughs) Uh, Oh, you got, that's good. Yeah. This cult you're starting Axel. I appreciate it. Uh, 
because it's interesting when you see the stuff in the forest in 96, you know, Lottie is really protective of Shauna and she's really trying to you know, give her her space. And Thaisa's like, no, we got to burn the bot in and she's protecting her. So I'm, I'm interested to see their relationship, what it's like now in present day, because it really seems like Lottie was trying to be a friend to Shauna and really help her. And then Thaisa just overbearingly just came as like, we're burning the body. And Lottie mm, didn't yeah. say anything after that. So I'm wondering if, you know, is Shauna on Lottie's side or is was, was Shauna dormant? And then all of a sudden this stuff happened. I mean, she did kill Adam. I mean, we love Shauna, but she, she murdered him in cold blood and then cut up the body. I mean, okay. And she That's... was going to kill, um, Javi, uh, not Javi, uh, Travis last year. Right. She had yeah, the knife but to they were on mushrooms. They were all on drugs. I, 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 hey, I've been on mushrooms. I never put a knife to anybody. But they were also <laughs> drinking that home Quite the opposite. Berry yeah. liquor. <laughs> Moonshine. But, she, but the, the key she is, though, she had it in her. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. And that's what a lot, a lot of it's going on with, the, with our girls is like, is it the forest? Is it this darkness that's made in this way do they already have this inside them i mean so it's interesting you just made me have a dark thought like maybe that it was not right the right time for jackie to be disposed of because the forces knew that they would need to eat her so lottie made them hold off hold off hold off until it was the right time just like with Javi being missing and she keeps saying he's alive, she feels him, whatever. And maybe she's not like, maybe she knows where he is and isn't disclosing it because it's not time to eat him yet. Just saying. You know, and, and I will say <laughs> in defense of Shauna, <laughs> when that whole thing was going on and they were chasing Travis in the woods, you know, after the mini orgy, she did tell Javi to run. She did. She warned him. And Mm -hmm. with Mm. the thing with Adam, I felt like that went and she was in a whole PTSD mode. I don't think she like sought out to kill him. I think there was a lot of panic and trauma and and, that was involved with that because they even show her as a teenager sinking the the knife in right you know like it was more of a a panic reaction versus well i gotta get rid of you now (laughs) good point gina you're right they totally did do that they flash she kind of flashed and she's like flashing back and kind of can't tell reality um that's a very good point i mean that the, the gray is an important thing i like what you said gina about maybe shauna kind of bridging the gap because when they do eventually start eating Jackie, I don't think you see her say it, but there's a you can hear Shauna's voice, and she said she'd want us to do it, right? Yeah, she so, says it out loud. She okay. says it immediately, yeah. but you, she you, says she wants us to. Okay, yeah. Um, I just but, wasn't sure if we see her face as she's as she's doing. It seemed kind of like a weird. Uh, like I, well, isn't she kind of yeah. rubbing her belly when she says that? Yeah, Ooh. I kind of wondered. Is I it assumed it was her belly first, yeah. and then then she just is okay. standing there and she says it. Yeah. Well, what did um that brings them Thaisa. together? Is what oh. I'm trying to say. That just kind of could bring whatever, like you were saying, solo before about how 
Um, Taisa wanted to burn the body and Lottie was like, no, give her time. So there's like, but then she kind of brings everyone to, no, let's eat it. And that now we know what that's going to lead to, right? The first thing we saw in the first episode when they're all in the outfits and, and this ceremony has become something ingrained in them. Right. And it's, it's right. like a complicated ceremony of dressing up and standing in a certain way and then hunting, killing and eating one of the people who my guess now at this point, it's the singing girl. What's her name again? Crystal. 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 That's why they're introducing but the girl, her. The girl that fell in the pit the fir- in the first episode was a white, white girl with girl. long dark hair. Oh, okay. I thought it was Mari. So, yeah, that's what I thought, tell. too, I thought that it was Mari, but head. it could okay. be that girl, Jen, that okay. they named this year that was there last year, too. It could be one yeah. of those two or even the other new girl whose it's, name I've forgotten. Or it's yeah. Scott or what, Steve. I can't remember which one. What did what did right before um, they smell? what's going on outside and they wake up. <laughs> what is, what is, uh, what does Ty say? She says something like we have to go or she says something. She whispers something. Uh, do, do you guys catch that? I, oh, I thought it, it was, down. what is that? I thought it was, what is that too? Okay. I could have sworn. No, I could have sworn she said Van something. We have to go. And then, yeah, I, I think Ty's going to say that, but like Shauna woke up first and then the coach woke up and he knew what it was. You could see on his face mm-hmm. um, that he knew what it was and he was afraid. And then Thaisa and Van wake up and uh, Van says, what is that? And Thaisa says, we have to go outside or something like that. Yeah. I'm, okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm that's pot- what she says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Do you what it think- was. Like the evil forces only want like women involved. Like I feel like the, the girls were led on to kill Travis, and then Nat showed up and saved them because Nat seems to be fairly immune to whatever forces are out mm-hmm. there. Like she's able to make her own decisions because yeah, she's punk. But rock. then Ben like didn't want to eat Jackie at all. Like they were all kind of entranced by this spell, and Ben wasn't part of it. And Javi's oh, gone. He was not so about I, it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like there's like a magic out there targeting women. Like, if you're into Greek mythology, it, like the the Bacchae, the followers of Dionysus, were always women. Mm. That's Travis was enjoying the feast, though. He was the one male yeah. that was there enjoying the feast with them. Well, those who drink the blood of Lati. <laughs> maybe on Jackie. There you go. Oh, maybe that's interesting. Solo, I like you that. Know what it- what and else that, is oh. that Greek thing too? I was going to say quick is that I mean they were showing the they were showing them all in Greek regalia yeah. when they were cutting into yeah. the, I mean, it's, yeah. it was pretty yeah. I, I, that's a, that's a good pickup Dre yes there, there's true. also I looked up bacchanalia but then I couldn't like correlate it and I was like okay I'm done <laughs> there's I was also... thinking more Romans because of my people but we go we can go with Greek yeah well there's oh, cannibalism I missed that Dionysus is Greek Bacchus is Roman so the Bacchae yeah. are Roman mythology. Well, b- both have cannibalism because I even looked it up because I was like, are they supposed to be Greek? Are they supposed to be Roman? There's enough to go around. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, there is, but there are a couple things. So with it all being women, um, I don't know how much you guys are into like ghosty stuff, but it's kind of like a common thing that poltergeists and spirits are drawn towards large groups of girls as well oh. as bodies of water. 
And so they're by oh. the lake and all together. Um, but also in terms of the Greek element, and I think there's probably something here. Um, Lottie, adult Lottie, it's not purple, it's heliotrope. Um, <laughs> she, I made um, me roll my eyes so hard. Well, but listen to this <laughs> because I was like, oh, heliotrope. And then she's like, oh, it's, you know, from medicines and, I found no actual medicinal use for Yeah, heliotrope is a a flower that faces toward the sun as it moves through the sky. That's basically what I know a heliotrope is. Based from Ovid's uh, metamorphosis. And um, there's kind of a, there's a Greek influence in there as well, where, you know, the sun and Lottie was wearing orange. All her little heliotropes wear purple. They're all of her little flowers are purple heliotropes. Anyway, it seems like she's kind of, you know, pulling, pulling, maybe she's pulling in a lot from Greek mythology for both her cult and it originated in the forest. Was there a myth where someone had, I think like uh, Hermes had to get a flower from the top of the mountain. Was that the same flower? Um, I'm looking at what I have on the notes. You Google. Um, while we figure that out, Batman um, begins. Christian Bale, uh, Bruce Wayne goes up and gets some power. Um, I wanted to ask a question because we had the, we discussed earlier an ongoing debate about this show is whether there are some supernatural forces at work here. When we were talking earlier about them all waking up, before that we see this kind of like the camera kind of flying through the air. Evil dead shot. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Evil dead. That's the first thing I thought of. The snow, right? Like wind and pushes the snow. And that's the snow that falls on Jackie and creates this nice barbecue or this slow, <laughs> slow roast. roast. Yeah. Slow roast. Yeah. seasoning there. Exactly. Right. The, now, the thing is, oh, there was another thing is I looked this up. They made this whole big deal about taking her jacket off. And I think a lot of people thought that Shauna's daughter was wearing Jackie's jacket in the first season when she sees her at the rave, but it was actually Uh, her jersey. Jersey. Mm Yeah. Not her jacket. Her uniform. Right. So, but the flower associated with Hermes is a crocus, which is a purple little spring flower that comes up. Okay. Crocus. There's a crocus among us. Anyway, um, I just want to clear that up because I, I thought that they went out of their way to say, like, should we take off her jacket? It was also kind of weird. Like, what happened to the jacket? I guess the jacket just fell off or something. I don't know. They Maybe they get a little leather with, huh. with their jackie, a jackie jacket <laughs> um, sandwich. But anyway. Jackie and a side of leather. Did everyone think that that was a direct call? Because I, I, I heard some podcasts, too, where people were like, okay, this kind of settles it. There's definitely a supernatural that was a purposeful shot to make you see that some kind of nature force of nature or supernatural thing was causing this to happen. I I mean, the heat could have done it, but I do think because of the way they, uh, whatever you call it, where they were playing between the two scenes with Mm -hmm. uh, Natalie and Travis with Lottie watching them and that, and, you know, obviously Lottie supernaturally being present in their sex interlude. um, (laughs) 
Ghost, ghost strange, <laughs> but like it, that was all happening apparently at the same time as the other stuff was happening. So, I mean, it seemed like it had some woo woo factor of some sort to me anyway. Yeah. I, I think Travis, he, even though he's, you know, a male, I think he's got some type of juju that's helpful to Lottie, perhaps. Maybe um, it is his, ju- his. maybe she's trying to get it because it wasn't like she was watching and being like all into it it was like she was approvingly right well she was like touching his chest or she was like kind of holding him or she was standing right like right there or Mm -hmm. standing back those were the real mostly positions that i saw her in it wasn't like he was imagining he was having sex with her rather than natalie i I mean that was what made it even more bizarre like if he like would have seemed more normal if he was just picturing that he was having sex yeah definitely but that was not the case it made me feel like she would like and you're you keep we're talking about what purposes Travis serve. Maybe he gets ends up getting them all pregnant. Maybe there's some sort of uh, like, and they all leave the babies there, and we go to Yellow Jackets. The and second maybe generation. all the babies are now the the people <laughs> in the heliotrope outfits, <laughs> or they're still there. They're in the mountain where Javi is in in the tunnels with Desmond and the others. He's in a hatch. Oh my God, he's doing numbers. Hey, not Penny's boat. But it does make <laughs> you think. That's not what it made me boat. think. Just to mention that when that whole thing with him, it didn't make me think that he was like, oh, I wish this was Lottie. It was mm-hmm. more like it was some kind of thing of like, perform, Travis, right? Like kind of blessing, right? Like a ritual. Some kind of religious thing. Yeah. Like and a, also, yeah. so like, and that was the first Sorry. ritual they did, wasn't it? They all started getting with Travis. When um, in the scene where uh, Gina said she thinks that uh, Lottie completely made up that story to Natalie, I agree. which I agree that. I mean, there may have been a couple of elements that were true in there, like maybe that actually was the vision she had if she told Natalie about it, but. Like how that happened with Travis, I don't think that that was what occurred either. But just to speak of her vision that she had, it was really so weird because, you know, she saw herself when she was young in the white gown that she was baptized in. And then she saw Laura Lee coming up and then Laura Lee smiling and starts shrieking and then her face caves in and she's like zombie and she's shrieking. And then we see Lottie again and we see in the background that Travis's body is like going up higher. And then we go back into her vision and she sees Laura Lee's smiling, translucent face, and there's brightness behind her, which I think when she was baptized, I think it was actually the sun. But in this image, it looked more like it was the explosion over the Mm -hmm, lake mm -hmm. behind Laura Lee's head. And then she saw herself coming up out of the water, but it looked like she was drowning. You know what I mean? And then we see her go back to Travis and he's like, way the fuck up there. (laughs) What, what, what? Like that was crazy. Does anyone have any thoughts on what any of that may have actually been representative of? Like, what has Laura Lee got to do with it? 
Well, she. I feel like the Laura Lee thing might be like kind of how evil can corrupt like the most innocent person. Like Laura Lee's face should be something refreshing after like all the horrible stuff. But it's kind of like the evil being like, haha, tricked you. Right. Yeah. Laura and, Lee, Laura Lee is another Twin Peaks reference. I think Laura Palmer is the yeah. person I think of when yeah. I think of it. I mean, and Cheryl we find Lee out, was the actress. That yeah. Played. Uh-huh. I mean, so. we, we find out Laura Palmer isn't that great, but in the first season, we, everybody thinks she's this amazing person's corrupted by evil and all that. That's there's tons of, I, I, that whole scene is just nuts. I, I, I I'm going to have to watch Twin Peaks. I've never seen it. Oh my so God. Bad. Oh, yes. You should <laughs> watch that, Jenny. The, uh, is, Two things. And number one, I think it's possible that what we see, what we saw was what actually happened. And what Lottie says is not just the same way that she gets the note in the last episode from Travis that said that Travis wants to send to Nat that says, tell Nat she was right. And she come flat out. We see him doing that. And we, we hear her flat out lie to Nat that she didn't give him anything. Or is it just possible that there is no reliable narrators at all in this story and we can't trust anything? I Yes. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that, Andy. Yeah. I also too. <laughs> also too, what I got, what what also I got out of that scene with uh, Lottie. I mean, she was like so happy when she saw Laura Lee, Desmond, um, and then when it turns dark, it, it's like she her, then she gets kind of afraid and she she starts freaking out. Is it has she lost the connection with this? Um, other being because on the island on, on the island in the forest <laughs> it's, i always want to say on the island oh too. i know i know in the forest she so far in 96 she seems to have the understanding and is almost sacrificing certain things for the spirit and then it seems like it turned against her by when travis was killed so i you know i don't know i, I it, it's again it's another layer that i'm just I like it's, the it's idea very interesting. She, I like the idea that she lost her lost her connection or whatever she had because that scene when um the girl brings out the brings out the smoothie for her and she acts like as oh soon as she as soon as she mm-hmm. sends the girl back, all of a sudden it's like she drops it everything with Nat and she's acting like she's <laughs> Nat's long lost best friend. And she I mean they're giving each other shit like that, where it's not not in the mm-hmm. same way they did when they were younger, where she's acting all something about that scene really stuck out to me, the way she like she flipped a switch when she talked to Nat all of a sudden. And that what you said, he's really, I like that idea that maybe there was a connection that had been broken now. I like that, that too, have anymore. that she's been faking it all these years well, and that the I, last time she had it was back then. I think. Yeah, Lee, she was fake. Oh, sorry. oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, was going to say, I think the Laura Lee connection is because Laura Lee was the one that told her she had a gift and was touched by God That's true. because she saw the vision. Mm. And I think that's you know, true. She was faithful. She, she does have a gift. Like even long before the crash, you know, she saw that car crash with the screaming in the car and, and everything else. So she, she has something, but it could be true that she is like lost it or, you know, who knows how the brain transforms over time as we age. And maybe that part just isn't working. And I think she sacrificed Travis in an attempt to get it back. I wonder if the electroshock therapy did it. (laughs) Oh, well, 
Maybe. Except she did touch that woman in the room after that, and yeah. it calmed her like it had with Travis. So maybe it we, wore off so though over time. Maybe there. she had more electroshock. We therapy. just there's just so much we don't know, right? We there's she's just, yeah, well, think, menopause, no. and her powers are leaving her. <laughs> well, think think about this: is she's aged. when Natalie mentioned she had. Oh, now she's wearing a Rolex. You're wearing a Rolex, and you're profiting off this stuff. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with it because Lottie mm. uh, in the forest seems to be more trying to help people and really, um, you know, survival and everything. But then with this cult thing and everything, is she doing it? Is she more focused on profit? You know, so who knows? Well, maybe who it's knows? as simple Power. as, I mean, last week I was convinced that they were in the same place as the, that Lottie's new compound is in the same place, which I am completely off of that now, but maybe it, the further away you get from the cabin in that wilderness, the less your powers are. I mean, that's mm. that would be a Could like be. the closer she it magnifies their powers when they're close, it takes them away when they're farther away. I don't know, just another. That's why we know at some point they're gonna go back there, right? Like, are we all convinced? I am one hundred percent convinced that Definitely. at one point they're gonna I, feel like they all have to go back. They're ripping off every other show. They might as well go back. Like, I feel like the end of this season will be them realizing they have to go back. Okay, I like it. Or we jump forward and they're already there. Right? That's that would be the cool thing. And they were like, "What the hell? They're in a forest." And like, it's like five. Does anyone years think? Later. Um, does anyone think? Obviously, like for me, a big thing in this episode was the like Nat and Travis relationship playing out. Like they're closer now because she pretended that she found proof that Javi uh, died. But to me, that means oh, we're definitely going to find him in like two to three episodes, and then <laughs> Travis is going to be like, "Oh my god, you lied to me!" Or, or at the end yeah. of the season, you know, I always <laughs> that's always a good. He's got to be <laughs> with other people, or like we talked about a cave system or something yeah. like that, you know. I, I, well, they, they keep showing flashbacks to like a man made underground, like warehouse yeah, looking thing. thing with all the, yep, with all yeah, the, yeah, 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 candles. Mine, like yep. a, and we, maybe and like part yep. of a mine. And I something. also feel like we need a little bit of a set change here. And we got to get out of that cabin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I just feel like if I was sitting there and a writers would be like, maybe it's time we get out of the cabin, people. Like, let's, yeah, let's find maybe something. Maybe after different. winter. Well, but, yeah. yep. you, you know what else I was thinking was I was looking back was um, so Thais is the one that initially found the lake and Lottie was the one that found the cabin. So, again, that's like a weird mm. uh, tie. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we we think that candled area is like maybe a mine shaft. There was mining nearby and there was this whole theory that came out. And it, it kind of explains some stuff that they've all been exposed to mer- mercury poisoning, which can give you Mad Hatter's disease, which can cause sleep issues and hallucinations. Aww. And it can carry on with you throughout your life. And it can also explain the Red River. Yep. Because right. it's, mm-hmm. what was the, what was the type of mercury that they mine up there? Ready. It's. <laughs> there's a name for it and that would make the river run red if it had the runoff from the mine and there, also whichever. the guy in the cabin killed himself right so right. It, that would show that he wasn't it's, a happy camper yeah. it's not to say that there's still not woo woo elements at play because <laughs> we know that before that plane crash when they were like about five years old both Lottie and 
Thaisa had experiences. So Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's like the mercury poisoning explains everything, but I think it explains like, there was this really weird scene last season where Shauna like forgets what day of the week it is and that she's supposed to go to Jackie's, you know, Thaisa of course has sleep issues, but she's already got some things. And then who knows? Like I remember that. Yeah. Good, good call, Gina. Good call. It would explain why they're all a little nutty now. (laughs) Nuttier. I have to say, I was thinking about what you said, um, Jenny about the singing girl being a figment of Misty's imagination. And then well, this that was epi- Gina's idea. Oh, Gina, first, I'm sorry. So yeah, I agree. And then we see um, in this episode that Thaisa totally imagines that her son came home yeah. from school to her. Oh, that creeps right? me yeah. out so much. So when she had the moment earlier in the episode where her face went to the, what I'm calling alter Thaisa, um, she, we had seen her pounding, <clears throat> excuse Tay-tay, me, pounding we'll the espresso, uh, pounding the espresso, like manically exercising, doing this, doing that. And then she takes a shower and <clears throat> she pops a couple of pills and then mm-hmm. it cuts for a split second. But then we see her just kind of sitting there like this and, uh, you, you can't see this is audio. She has her head like kind of tilted <laughs> down and <laughs> you guys can see me. Um, <laughs> but uh, then you see in the mirror in front of her, her, her head turns and she has that evil look on her face. But I also wondered, cause you can see two other reflections of her in that same uh, shot. I was wondering if like, there may be even more altar Thaisas, oh, like if she might Whoa. have more than one altar, oh, well, just because of the way the I shot like was that. set up yeah. and the reflections. But um, that was creepy. But everything else in her story happened after that. So Sammy showing up and uh, everything that all happened after altar Thaisa came out at the vanity. Mm. Did so. anyone notice what was on the TV and the scene where she thinks Manny is in the living room watching TV? No. Oh, I didn't. If there's a tree and there's a person kneeling in front of the tree is on the TV. Like it's <laughs> like, it's probably a nature show, but it's like uh-huh. my boyfriend caught this. I didn't notice it. And then he was like, rewind and look at the TV. And I was like, Oh, Oh, I like that. That's very cool. The, uh, Jenny, when you brought up the mirror again, I was looking over at my little notes that I did make. And the first time we see the, the man with no eyes from Thaisa, it's in a mirror with the grandma. Yes. The man, the man is in the mirror, mm-hmm. which is another, I, the, the mirror thing with her is Michael Jackson knew it. Bando. Yep. Man in the mirror. Man exactly. mirror. Yeah. At the, the little boy is Michael Jackson. Now it all makes sense. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't go. I didn't want to go that far. Listen, if you're going <laughs> to make the I. world a better place, you got to take a look at yourself and make that change. You know? That's the way it goes. Anyway. <laughs> Axel, beat it. Just beat it. Um, but uh, the reason we were, I was bringing it up before is we have the idea, like Andy was saying, about unreliable narrator. I totally did not buy at all the bullshit about Travis's death. And by the way, what happened to Travis? He, he, I don't know. He was kind of doesn't look so good when he was like, <laughs> he didn't grow up so well, is all I'm going to say. Um but I, it just like they, it was a weird casting. I thought they were going to cast some, maybe someone recognizable or something. But um, I didn't buy any of that. 
And I'm starting to think that maybe a lot of different things are not really there or happening. Um, and I don't think Elijah Wood is really there. I'll just say it. Dude, I totally called him Frodo in my notes. <laughs> I saw that. It was brilliant. <laughs> Frodo. Yeah, I can't, go, I can't go there because in every podcast we do, I feel like there is at least two people that aren't there. <laughs> so Here, I, I can Who knows? Here's my reason for thinking he's not real. First, when she hears his voice talking to her through the Citizens Detective Board, so far there have been two different handles that of those posts that have his voice to them. One is jar fort. That was the first one. And the second one is the putting the sick in forensics, which is how that invisible letter was signed, which just Mm -hmm. happened to know that, Oh, I'm going to put this on Misty's Tupperware. I, you know, and right. He knew African gray was Misty Quigley. And yeah. And he, he was talking about the, um, Oh gosh, about the nurses and the nursing homes being sadists. Like that's something that would be in Misty's mind because she is a right. nurse who is a sadist. I, I don't think she's actually a nurse. I think she's actually an aide based on what her name tag said oh. last week. Oh. season. It said like care coordinator or something like that on her name tag under her name. Well, we would expect all first responders nurse. here on the. <laughs> when, she, when, she, when she's in the citizen detective form or whatever, uh-huh. Facebook, um, it, she's, she's, his, there's no audio there, right? She, no. It's in her it's head. It's in her mind. I think it's just yeah. in that's her head. How the heck would she know what that his voice sounds he, that's like? That's his voice. And then yeah. she ma- kind right. of manifests him in her imagination. Yeah. I think that's you yeah, just. Yeah, he just shows up and she knows yeah. it's him and he knows right. it's her. Gina, you're and, right. Whoa, and he socks. has great calves. No, it's not yeah. about the socks. It's about his calves, which we know are one of her turn-ons from season. Oh yes, she's Good on call. that awkward date. Oh, I yeah. think I think he's he's totally a figment, and I think I think Crystal's also a figment, but only time will tell. You know, I watched when I watched this a second time. I knew you were big on that, so I watched very closely. <clears throat> there is a scene where Walter is walking his mom in, talking to one of the other nurse or one of the other nursing staff members walking in like he's physically doing that. So I don't know if that's, I have another theory. I still like this theory that they're both imaginary, but my other thought is if they're both real and these they're, they're telling parallel stories for Misty and Crystal's going to be the next one that gets eaten at the end of the episode, end of the season. And she's going to have, she's going to have to kill Walter at the same time because Walter's going to find out what, what has happened. Maybe that's interesting. Kill them both in the, in the, it's kill two people in the same timelines at the same time. That's just idea. I don't, I'm not, I don't have as much to back up as the imaginary thing. Cause that's, that definitely makes a lot of sense. I could totally yeah. see that. Happening. The voice convinced me, Gina, when you reminded me of that. And I was like, when that first happened, I said to myself, okay, they're doing this. Cause they got Elijah Wood to be in the show and everybody knows it. So they're just going to put his voice in there. That we become. That's what I thought. Yeah, kind of closer to yeah. the character. But then the more you think about it, mm-hmm. that's such an interesting choice that she's not just reading it, and that it's 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 a vo- it's a conversation in her head. Then it becomes real, and we have to think too. At this point, she is kind of 
bored. She went from being doing this stuff, right? And finding Travis and, and, and drugging people and kidnapping a woman to now she just has to go back to her dumb job. Nobody wants to talk yeah. to her, right? She, yeah. and she's, she's just, in, she's, yeah, she's out know. of the loop. Exactly. So Luke, she's following her own kind of her own case along on a message board. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a, no kind of pathetic. No teammates around. No teammates. struck me yeah. about Misty this episode, too, is I think she might be getting sloppy. I mean, she was logged into the Citizens Detective thing on her work computer. She doesn't seem like the kind of person that would do that, for one thing, because somebody else could see what she's doing. And she leaves a, the voicemail she leaves for Nat, or I think she calls Thaisa to try and find Nat. And she's like, I think Nat might be in trouble. Shana, I need help. Yeah. And she's leaving. Vo- like, she, we've already known she goes and finds text messages and she does all that. That doesn't seem. And she's like the, I'm sure we missed something or we forgot something in the earlier episodes. It seems like she's, I don't know, getting sloppy might not be the right word, but definitely not as attention to detail as she used to be, at least in last season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm totally down with this now. But I mean, and- I think that the, the, it's, when it starts happening so often, it's 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 an overall clue, right? To and, yeah, and I do realize other people in the scenes are either there or maybe even talk to the person. But I just think when it comes down to unreliable narrator, yeah. Yeah. how can we really believe that that really happened or that he's really pushing his mother in a exactly. wheelchair with? Or it's with a different yeah. person. Of- you know, it's it's wild. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of evidence that supports the face the change. Yeah, there's there, so many sure. ways yeah. to do it filmically as well. You go back and the face just changes, right? It goes, it keeps going back and forth or the nurse is just really walking by herself or, you know what I mean? Like there, mm-hmm. you can, but it makes, it does make sense for the character and yeah. the story and they're showing it happen to Taisa too. Yes. And, yeah. um, and we're seeing, um, even in the flashbacks where she's seeing the guy with no eyes and stuff. So that that's interesting. I like that. There was something in the notes you had here that I was going to say, um, Oh, there was someone watching Travis and Nat in the woods. Like there was a shot where it was kind of like behind the tree. They've done yeah, that the before branch, though. Branch move. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Taisa. And I also think she killed Travis. Oh, I can but I don't think she knows she yeah. did it. I like yeah. that. I like that a lot. And I think Lottie suspects it and covered for her oh. for some reason. So I, I, I feel like I Lottie that. got there after he was already dead. And then she was like, oh, he asked me to do this. And I jam- like the thing got jammed. But I feel like it's something... Taisa did in the middle of the night sleepwalking, like maybe even texted Travis and was like, meet me at your workplace at this time or something. Because like of all the characters we've seen who have weird, like shrines with candles and symbols and do creepy shit. It's like Taisa in the present day mm-hmm. is the only person we know can do that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I think she's doing a lot more at night than I think she's doing a lot more at night than, than we know yet too. I mean, I think that's what, even though it was played for jokes, I think that's the whole, uh, who who took a shit in the bucket thing? I think that was her too. I think I, I do think too. Yeah, I think they're laying. <laughs> I, clues. That. I think they're laying clues that there's a lot of and 
some uh, Misty accuses somebody of what the heck was it? Somebody couldn't find something. And she's like, oh, that girl was Flashlight. the last one. That- she said Akira yeah. was the last I'm, one who had I'm it. guessing all these things that ha- are unexplained that the girls are accusing them of. I'm, I'm guessing it's Thaisa doing her sleepwalk zombie, yeah. evil zombie thing, whatever it is. So I have, I have one second choice. I think the coach, because he only has one leg, was tired and said, screw it. <laughs> that, that could be true, too. <laughs> you know? That's a second. That's the runner Did it up. It looked sure. like that's a man sized. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I think Ben is about to get eaten, and I'm really sad for that. I, I think he is too. I think. Yep. He's yeah, next. I think he's the next course. I th- I think this is where the naked man being buried somehow oh, comes uh, into play, and also ooh, yeah, yeah. I looked back and one of sammy's drawings looked like it was like kind of a naked man lying down like you know a kid style but you could see like a body with kind of like junk at the private parts type of thing mm-hmm. oh man so, mm. that yeah, is a way of that's... barbecuing of cooking too where you dig yes, a hole in the ground and yep. then you put the oh yep, hot yeah rocks that's big in hawaii like i think yeah yeah, yeah interesting is, interesting stuff um uh, I don't know. Anybody got anything else? We've talked about a lot of stuff. Um, but well, I'm sure Gina mentioned. More. Oh, go, go ahead, Jenny. <laughs> Gina mentioned Callie earlier. I haven't found a single redeeming quality to that child. I no, I cannot. No, I mean, uh-huh. I get that. Like she's been traumatized. Like, like if she in a vacuum, <laughs> a teenage child being exposed to what her parents have done, trauma. Yes, for sure. But it seemed like she had a really bad relationship with her parents to begin with. And mm-hmm. she seems like she's functioning with it okay. She's just really mad at them. And she last season was all like, uh, Mom, how can you not know that anybody that knows you is gonna knows your name is gonna Google you and find out who you are if they didn't already know who you were? So <clears throat> The fact that she then goes to this bar, the fact that this stupid cop bought drinks for this underage (laughs) child, and the fact that she did not realize that he was an undercover when he looked like a smarmy, bad undercover. (laughs) I'm just like, what is wrong with this child? I I just, I can't stand her. I I wish I could like her, but I just really can't. She's playing the part well, because she is, I think she's supposed (laughs) to be really annoying and unlikable. Yeah, and unlikable. And she is definitely. Well, you were going to say something, Ando. Yeah. Um, this was earlier, Gina, you mentioned something about how you think maybe uh, Shauna has some other role that we haven't, hasn't been defined yet, or we haven't. So sitting here, like I, just like last week, I've been on dad daycare all week. So I've had plenty of time to just sit on my phone and scroll through things and look at things. And in a show like this, I'd like to, most of you have been on enough podcasts with me to know, I like to just dive <laughs> down rabbit holes. So I, I looked up yellow jackets, like what actually a yellow jacket, the animal does. And this is, this is, I'm going to, I edited a little bit for clarity, but like in Wikipedia, yellow jackets are social hunters living in colonies containing workers, queens, and males, which the males are also known as drones. Colonies are annually, are annual with pregnant queens overwintering in protected places such as hollow logs, stumps, underbark, and man-made structures. Queens emerge during the warm days of late spring or early summer. Da, 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 da. Is it possible? It is it possible that the only pregnant person we know is actually the antler queen, even though I know, Ooh. I know that we saw 
Lottie with the thing on last year, but we've also seen that necklace pass back and forth. Is the crown, does the crown going to be passed around the same way? I think it makes sense too, Andy, because you think if you're going to have a fucking ceremony, birth is like the ultimate kind of way to have a ceremony, right? right? Yeah. So you'd imagine that they would incorporate this ceremonial shit is not just when they hunt and kill someone, but it then extends into the whole world, their whole world and her becoming the queen because of this makes sense. And then maybe that's what I'm saying. You can, you can get the coach out, right? Because maybe he, we know he doesn't like women, but it doesn't mean they couldn't somehow force him, you know, but Travis is willing. So Travis becomes the drone, right? And they all kind of, there's plenty of workers there already. I mean, she basically led them to cannibalism. I mean, she was basically driving force to that too. So, and and they seem to follow her lead when it came to that. So, and how about this? What happened to the girl that fucked Travis without permission? She's dead and they ate her Mm -hmm. ass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, so I and that was a big thing this. last season. They right? literally hate her. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. do it that way, but they did. It's a meaty part. Well, we think. <laughs> God, man, you could have like ten meals eating my ass. Oh, wait, that did not sound right. <laughs> I, I pass pass on that one. Here. We're not we're not caught in the woods yet. Uh, anybody have anything else they want to talk about? Yeah, I have two comments and one question for the group. Nice. So when Natalie's talking to Lottie about Travis, how, you know, giving him hope just makes things worse. It's kind of interesting because giving him closure, I think, makes things even more worse. False closure. So she kind of like goes against what she's trying to tell Lottie not to do. Is it for her own benefit to get Travis back and to be the man he wants her to be? Or, or you know, he she thinks she's trying to help, but, you know it's just it's it's kind of the irony there also the whole shit in the bucket is a a is a reference to uh the song in the movie of the same name straight out of low cash because one of the lines says take a shit in a bucket straight out of low cash so <laughs> i think the the creators are favorites of the of the chris rock cb4 movie um and then okay just thought I'd throw that in there. Ando does <laughs> logical, like real deep research. I just do solo d- deep bullshit. Okay. And the last one. Um, so the, 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 the note Travis uh, left for um, uh lot of, you know, tell, uh, what was it? Um, tell Nat, Nat she was right. Tell Nat was right. And Lottie kind of like crumples it up. So I don't think she related, it, um, but uh, I don't remember from season one, but do we know what he's saying? She's right about, or did, uh, just in case I missed it, or is that a new like clue? When they found that pad, uh, Misty had scratched, wasn't yeah. it? Misty scratched mm-hmm. over it with the pencil and they saw what the note said. And I think she asked her and I don't think mm-hmm. that knew. And no, I, not I don't know. think we know. No. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. But I don't we think don't we know. know yet. Okay. Maybe it was who shit in the bucket. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the big mystery. I think last year when we did like the podcast for the second half of the season, 
Axel, maybe it was said, um, you said you thought that maybe the thing that Nat was right about is that people stayed behind and were like the ones harassing them or something, or that they were like still following the Lottie cult in the future. That sounds like an Axel theory. Yeah. I mean, I'm convinced <laughs> that people are going to that people stay behind, if not the kids or yeah. something. I, I think that I am utterly convinced yeah. of that. I like that. I, idea I think someone stays behind with, with the kids for like to keep them away from public for some reason. And now I'm kind of thinking that maybe Lottie thinks, you know, when Lottie is like possessed in the seance episode, she like grabs Shauna and says, it's already in you, but she doesn't say like, the baby or like he or she mm. or they like she says it so i feel like the reason mm. lottie is like ex- extremely protective of shauna which we see in the last episode is because she thinks the baby is like special or like chosen or something and she um. you know what i mean like I, I think there might be like not necessarily the antichrist but she thinks the baby is like a like a special child with like unique powers or abilities or something they like, better not like, eat the uh, baby. Like Rowan Mayfair giving birth to Lasher. <laughs> <laughs> Mayfair witches. <laughs> well, yes. that's that's interesting because if there is like some hidden city or, I mean, not city, but where Javi could be, that would make sense because when you think about it, if they get rescued, we don't know how it all happens. You'd think they, you know, they would comb the area for dead bodies or whatever. So um, it would make sense that there's a community hidden somewhere that's been there for hundreds of years or something, or could be man-made. I don't, who knows? But because yeah, if, just... if Javi's alive, how's he surviving by himself? Yeah. The, the... Yeah. He, if he's alive, he has to be being helped. Definitely. Exactly. There has to be. And I don't think it's just him in a cave with the forces protecting him and there's smoke monsters around him <laughs> or anything like that. Um, I, I, I really, I do think, you know, you know, that's the thing. And that that's what's for me, it gets very interesting. It, like, cause you mentioned Axel, the intentional shot they did. I mean, you hear wind, you see things get knocked over. You can interpret it however you want nature, or is it a force, but the way they chose to shoot it like a spiraling. And then, I mean, I mean that I don't think they would do that just to mess with us. There is something going on there, whether it's people. I mean, who knows? There's got to be something going on. Now, I don't know if they're going to give you the two choices of it could be supernatural. It it could be mercury poison. But and you decide, I I hope eventually (laughs) we get a definitive like because I know some shows do that. They, they, you can be both, and you, you have to decide. And um, I want them to decide for me I, the show. So <laughs> I think it will be both. I think it will be both. And I think that, I mean, I think they're definitively going to say, yes, there's something here. And it, there might also be the poisoning thing going on, too. I think, yes. I think it could still be both things. And I think that would work. A confluence of events that led to whatever this story is. But I kind of agree with you, Solo, because I was talking about this with um, A-Dash Huslero, who we did left. We covered Leftovers. And I was saying, you know, Leftovers had a style. And Watchmen. And that's true. Had a style and a, and a depth and um, a quality to it that it could get away without answering any questions. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the things that I love about Yellow Jackets is that it's fun and it, it it's campy sometimes, right? It's creepy. It's weird. By not by choosing not to lean into that, I think could be a mistake, 
right? Like, because I think telling us a little bit, like you're right, Andy, it could be both, but I, I don't think it's going to be left ambiguous. Yes. I think that we're going to find out that both yeah. things are going to be true. I, I like that. I mean, and also that I'm okay with. And I don't also, want ambiguity. How about this? Yeah. Also mental illness, pressure, not eating, <laughs> right? Like PTSD, PTSD yeah. right? Trauma. Yeah. Being a teenager for Christ's sake, right? Like that's enough. yeah. Added on to all of that, you know. So, but I think that the I like it. That's what I was saying to him. Is like I I love that the leftovers didn't answer questions, but they kind of leaned into not answering it. So I want Yellow Jackets to lean more into it, do more freaky shit like this, and that's what kind of by talking about this episode, I'm liking it more than I initially did because I'm kind of recognizing the freaky shit and kind of taking it as it comes. But I hope I that the way, we get I, more. I think how I want it to be is kind of like uh, there is an evil presence and the evil presence or whatever the presence is supernatural is enhancing it as yeah. it's making the yeah. PTSD worse. Yeah. It's making the environmental things worse. It's making all, it's like influencing all these things. That's what I, I hope it works in combination with each other. I guess that's, that's how I'm hoping it goes. Like anyways. a synchronicity when mm-hmm. these things happen together. I really loved though how they paired the or did the two scenes with the feast. I, I thought that that was like beautiful. Oh, yeah. I just thought mm-hmm. like, I mean, it was so uh, the what <coughs> they were actually doing was so primal, but then the feast that they were imagining or whatever was so beautiful at the same time. Mm, well, we do that ourselves, right? Like, I might make tacos tonight. Guess what? That was a fucking animal. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> We do though, right? Like we cover it with ceremony yeah. or with just, it becomes root routine, you know? Um, but, or I could go kill a squirrel in the garden and cook that up. In a <laughs> that's stew. what I, that's what I was thinking when you said that, like her family is so horrified, but it's no different from eating exactly like an animal that someone else killed. Yeah, my neighbor goes out hunting and he like eats the deer. And- oh, I thought you were. I thought you were going a different direction. My neighbor, I almost. Uh- <laughs> no, I don't have to burn any licenses I- in the uh, barbecue solo. So oh, okay. to be a little bit of a pedant or whatever you call it, but like, would her body really have been like edible, being cooked with all of her everything inside, including the excrement yes, and everything? Because like, say that too. I know that she was frozen. However, like with animals, you have to gut them, or yeah. it spoils the meat. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean. I tried not to think about that, but I couldn't not think about that because I was like, I've heard really, that that's too. not realistic. Yeah. I'm about to get really gross, but I think because they were using their fingers and their nails wouldn't be that long that they just ate the skin. Yeah, that could be true. Like too. a rotisserie oh. chicken skin. Oh. I think they just peeled off the top layer. The Cracklin. Oh, the Jackie Cracklin. Yeah. <laughs> Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Oh, Jacqueline's Cracklin. Oh. <laughs> um, but you know what it could be also jenny that you're right because i read or heard that as well and i and it could be that it just means that they got to give it another shot right they gotta they gotta cook so. someone else well, you know it? what we yeah. saw in that first one oh my gosh they learned maybe they all get sick yeah that's possible. because oh. the girl yep. in the pit 
they hang her up by her feet in the tree yeah, and they have her naked and they cut her throat. You're right. You're absolutely oh. right, Jenny. Absolutely. That's good call. Oh my gosh. Hmm. So they're going to learn, yeah. right? Maybe that was I'm the not first being time. a pedant. Well, then all. the only person, <laughs> but then listen, the only person who wouldn't get sick would be the, would coach, be the coach, which would mm-hmm. make him stand. It's like survivor. Don't stand out in any way. And then they're all <laughs> looking at him. Why didn't you eat? Why aren't you sick? And then he has yeah. to explain it, and then they start feeling the bad vibes to him. And then guess what? He's he's they the perfect next roast. the meal. Yep. They, and they perfect. And it. you know what? It's perfect because he has that one leg. The, they could just the tie oven. him up by the one leg, and it would work yeah. out fine. <clears throat> that was. Oh, They've also like shown us before, like when he fell over that one time, and then the other time when Misty tripped him. It's like mm. once he's on the ground, he's. Like needs assistance to get back up. He's so like a fucking just turtle. knocked him down. Yeah, like he can't yeah. do anything. Oh man, this, mm. maybe they bury him alive. They just knock him into a a hole in the ground and then cook him up. This is the second show in what a few weeks that the the ground is too frozen to uh, dig to bury yeah. someone, like in uh, Last of Us. <laughs> and then so i'm getting my shows confused i'm like wait a minute there's a lot of dead people on television solo um yeah, speaking of, of which people. anybody have anything else okay i guess that is a no well um i'm gonna go around and why don't we just kind of uh say our goodbyes here in order here we're gonna go jenny and andy and gina and heath and trey hit it jenny Hey, this has been a great time. I mean, I did enjoy the episode. I know I poo-pooed on it a little bit there at the beginning, but I did still enjoy it, especially after I took my notes and stuff and got through it a little more. And I always have a lot of fun talking to you guys about stuff. So it's great being here. And oh. Uh, yeah, this was, this was an, like I said, the episode, I didn't love it as much as the first one, but I still really enjoyed it. And Talking on these big group chats always enhances the episode, makes it more fun and more enjoyable just talking about it. And yeah, I cannot wait to do it again. Gina. So I think it's off to a good start. I'm interested to see how it continues to develop. I hope some of the annoying characters end up, you know, getting what they deserve. And we focus on the truly interesting psychopathy of stuff like Misty and Colts and all that kind of stuff. So um, I have high hopes. Axel. Heath. Or- <laughs> oh, Axel. I think Heath, I'm Axel, next. I think I'm Axel and it. Yeah, Heath or Axel. We're the same person. We just do different voices. <laughs> um, <laughs> go to patreon.com. Uh, anyway, slash DVR. Yeah, no, uh, it was great to, because uh, I, I mean, when we did that pod last year, I was like, we have to do pods every week about this show. And uh, Axel wasn't sure, but I convinced him. I buried him and threatened him with certain makeup. And he said, okay, we'll do Yellow Jackets pod. Uh, so thank you, Axel, for that. But uh, no, it, it's like, honestly, like I, I, I wasn't sure about this season, but because I was like, there's too much going on. But then you watch it twice. You talk, you listen to a pod. Then you start coming around and be like, damn, I love this show. So I, I just think it will get better. I think they laid the groundwork and there's a lot to come. I just, I, I was just afraid they might run out of ideas, how to connect the timelines and what more can they do? And I think if, if there is like another community or a hidden 
community and different things. So I think um, uh, that will make make it better. Uh, but no, I'm enjoying the show, and uh, I really, really do enjoy it, and uh, I look forward to it every week. Um, I just, I just think uh, our uh, was our chicken nugget salesman, our furniture guy, Jeff. I, <laughs> I could really, I really could see him taking the fall for Shauna. Or or get set up. He volunteered to. Yeah, we last did. Yeah, so. yeah he and did. we didn't talk mm-hmm. about that. That Shauna met up with um, emo guy, Kevin. Emo Kevin. Kevin Tan. Um, yeah, and he, you know, and, and the so the fact that his partner uh, drinking, you know, drinking fireball in the afternoon, not a terrible thing. You just may pass out early, but <laughs> you he already made contact, so they already had discussion that Sean. Uh, that Shayna is a potential suspect. Mm-hmm. So it, it shows you like, ah, uh, something's going to go on here, but I, I can't see Shauna going away for it. I just, I do think whether Jeff, yeah, that's right. He did say that. Um, you know, I just kind of see that if anything, um, but who knows with the cult and with craziness, people could start getting murdered on the, uh, you know, in present day. So that's, what's ex- exciting about it. Trey, welcome back. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm just very excited to be watching the new season, which I felt like it's been an etern- like an eternity since the last season aired. Um, but yeah, I as I said, I didn't love the first episode of the season that had me worried. But episode two, I got like very excited again about the direction that this season's going to take. I'm really hoping for a Nikki Palo episode where they like just feature one of the other survivors so that's like my biggest hope for this season is that we just see kind of like the a whole episode from their perspective someone who's like not part of like the main yellow jackets like popular older girls group like one of the junior varsity members or something um not crystal anyone else anyone but crystal who's like probably not real (laughs) i don't want to hear show tunes all episodes i was about to say (laughs) We may get 10 minutes of that in an episode, then they abandon it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just very, very excited to be podcasting with you guys and having new Yellow Jackets episodes to discuss. Definitely. Well, I think for having six people on a podcast, we all did very well. We were all polite and nice. We got through a lot of interesting thoughts and ideas. It did make me like the episode better. And um, there's a lot more craziness ahead. So check us out at DVRpodcast.com. Become a patron, as Heath said. Thank you, Emily, at patreon.com slash DVR. And we will be back next week. This Friday, I am going to be interviewing Ralph from the Darmalars along with the director of what, what's it called? Um what's the name of there? What's the lost doc? Yeah. The lost Lost mythos. I can't remember the name of it at this point, but I'll have the name of it by Friday, but they're doing a documentary about lost and they're interviewing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. They're interviewing people um, who are on the show, of course, and people associated with it and other podcasts, all this kind of stuff. So I'll be interviewing them on Friday. That'll be up on the daily DVR feed. If you're getting this on our yellow jackets feed, but thanks everyone for listening. Have a good week. Peace out.